0: I'm proud to say that we have not at all on today's program talked about whether or not Cam Hayward deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. Uh, I'm sure Cam cares. The winning team gets 60K each, so he'd probably like that. The losing team gets 30K, so hey, he'd probably like to be there. But I can't get myself personally worked up for this. A lot of guys got left out. That's reality. That's what it is. It's the Pro Bowl. And I love the people I work with. I do. I respect a lot of them. And I don't know what they've said today on this subject or how much time they've spent on this subject. But it's a lot of wasted breath for me. Should Cam have made the Pro Bowl or not. Come on. It,
1: it seems like a lot of wasted air for things that players aren't even into. You know what I mean? Look, I get it. Like The the nomination is one thing, but this is a game nobody really wants to go to.
0: No, they'd all rather be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And if somebody dings an ankle a little bit, right. Cam will be there if he's not in the Super Bowl. And if he gets appointed and doesn't go, I'm pretty sure he still gets the cash anyhow. So, eh, he'll be there or he'll be getting paid far as I'm concerned so I'm not going to feel all that bad for him and I don't find it to be interesting radio I don't that's why we've got an alien guy coming up
1: that's interesting radio yeah
0: Seth Showstick from the SETI Institute I feel like I went between the two possibilities for the name there I think it's probably Shawstick or Showstick and I went like Shoestick let's just go with Seth we'll just go with Seth yeah well we're gonna go with no one right now because we don't got him yeah well, maybe
1: aliens got him. Oh, could have been, could have been. But it is, it goes back to this whole topic. I mean, look, we do a sports show, right? We do, we do one. But there's other things that interest us. Aliens happen to interest the hell out of me, at least. I aliens know are more interesting
0: YouTube. than Cam Hayward.
1: Yeah, they they very much so
0: are. <laughs> Although I think in, in, an argument could be made that maybe Cam Hayward is a little bit of an alien. Could be, could be.
1: Yep, definitely. I know Gronk's an alien.
0: Yes, I think Antonio Brown's got a little bit of that in him too. Yeah, Martavis maybe too. Kind of looks like a Predator from the yes, movies. Yes, yeah, you
1: know, he's got the Predator hair. How about Cam Newton? Cam Newton definitely for from sure. Hell- oh my gosh, he's a defensive end playing quarterback. He's a king from an alien planet. Like, yes, he is. Like he yes. runs his own planet somewhere. Like, that dude is like the high priest. Like, in the off-season,
0: instead of going to NFL Europe, it's like NFL Europa? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's on a moon and Jupiter, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Do we got Seth now, Joe? We do got Seth from the SETI Institute head astronomer. He is Seth Shostak. Is it Shostik, Seth? Well, it's close to that. I mean, it's Shostak, but who cares? I like you already. So, Seth, what do you do? Tell us a little bit about your operation out there, because I've been reading up on it, and you guys are fascinating.
2: Well, I hope so. Well, we're interested in the question of life in space. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people worrying about life that might be close, like, for example, some of the moons of Jupiter, since you were just talking about that. There may be some life there, but you'd need a microscope to see it. But the project that I'm involved with, which is called Secchi, S-E-T-I, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence is trying to do what Jodie Foster did in the movie Contact, and try and find some life that's at least as clever as the uh, inhabitants of Connellsville.
0: Oh boy! And how have how have those how has that gone?
2: Well, well, we haven't found them so far. I mean, if we had, you would know about that. Of course, uh, there would hardly be a bigger story for a while. So, uh, but we figured they're out there. There are a trillion planets. That's with a T. Trillion planets in our galaxy, and it's hard to believe they're all sterile.
1: Seth Bryan here. So, look, you guys come here and, and you, you're trying to prove, well, you're trying to disprove or prove the existence of alien life through radio telescopes. Is that a correct assessment, I guess?
2: Well, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty correct. We, there's no way to disprove it, actually. I mean, you know, oh, if you look out there and you don't see anything, it doesn't mean there's nothing out there, it just right. means you didn't see anything. Uh, so if we don't pick up radio signals coming from somebody else's star system, it doesn't prove that uh, the Klingons aren't there. It's maybe we were on the wrong frequency or, you know, there are many other things that we could have been doing wrong. But if we do pick up something, well, that's a little different because that tells you, you know what, you may think that uh, the Earth is great. You may think that Homo sapiens are great. You may think that the Steelers are great. But in the end, you know, this shows that, gosh darn it, we're not the only
0: kids on the block. Seth, what's your background like? What got you interested in what got you to this point?
2: Well, I have a background in physics and astronomy, and I I used to study uh, galaxies using big radio telescopes, actually. Radio telescopes are, you know, they they look like big antennas, and basically that's what they are. So that's what I did for uh, a lot of my career. And uh, then, you know, it turns out that (laughs) if you're trying to find ET, if that's going to be your day job, then these big antennas are the kind of tools you're going to need.
1: Man, that's a heck of a day job, Seth. It really is. I'm kind of jealous. See, I took the short route out, the uneducated route. I got into radio. Adam, too, as well. You know, we're just not smart enough to do the kind of things you are. That's why we have people like you on. Uh, But but, but with this, you know, the reason we had you on was because of this recent news going on uh, with the FA18 that caught footage of a a UFO and the idea of a secret space uh, program that may be searching for life. Um, is this something that you guys have come across from? Because you are the preeminent people for doing this. You guys are the guys that are out there in the public with the radio telescopes. Have Have you crossed paths with this uh, program in any way?
2: Well, certainly with the UFO community, if I can call them that. I mean, one-third of the population, one-third of the public believes that the aliens might not only be out there where we're looking, but they might be here, you know, buzzing the skies and their saucers are occasionally hauling people out of their bedrooms for experiments. Now, that would be extraordinarily interesting, you've got to say, but uh, I, I don't think the evidence for that is very good. But the story that uh, appeared in the New York Times and also, I think, Politico this last weekend was that, gosh darn it, there was a secret program at the Pentagon to investigate UFOs, and it ran from 2007 to 2012. Uh, and they spent $22 million of uh, somebody's tax money, probably ours, uh, to do that. Uh, Now, that's pretty interesting for people who've been claiming all along that the government knows about the presence of aliens here and uh, is covering up the news.
0: Seth, when you see the video from 2004 of these fighter jets that see what they believe is to be a UFO, if they were a UFO in the sense that they came from a foreign world, uh, not here on this planet, Would you guys have picked that up on the way down? No, we would not have. Remember, we're using big
2: antennas. They're like telescopes. They're like looking at the sky through a a good pair of binoculars, for example. You know, you might see see the moon through it. You might see some stars over here. But you might never notice that airplane off to the side, right, because your field of view is so small. So we never would have seen them. But here's the deal on on those uh, videos. I mean, you know, I hear every day I get a phone call at least one, from somebody out there who's having difficulties with aliens in their personal lives, that they've seen something in the sky that uh, apparently strikes them as being extraterrestrial. But, you know, that evidence isn't really very good. I mean, if you go down to the the, the local university and say, you know, how many of you guys are studying this phenomenon? I bet the answer is going to be zero. And the reason that they're not studying it is not because it wouldn't be interesting. It would be extraordinarily interesting. It's just that That evidence is very poor. Somebody sees something in the sky they don't understand. Well, okay, they didn't understand it, but that doesn't mean it's extraterrestrial.
0: Do you feel, and it sounds like you don't, that what they saw and what was caught on video is something that's extraterrestrial?
2: No, I doubt it. I mean, there's somebody's other possible explanations. I'm I'm sorry to say that. I know it's a disappointment to you guys, but, you know, it, it could have been a drone. There's a whole laundry list of things that look... To pilots, and after all, pilots are not trained to recognize extraterrestrial craft. I mean, really, nobody is. Uh, but you know, they don't. I mean, that, that, that doesn't convince me. If some of the thousands of satellites that are looking at the Earth every day—the satellites that made the Google Earth maps you've got on your computer, the, the the satellites that you know monitor the weather, or that monitor you know tanks in the Middle East or whatever—if they were seeing these things, then I'd say, okay, well, that's a little better evidence. But that doesn't happen.
0: What's the closest that you've come to finding one of these things? Now, that's not to say that you've, you think that you've found an, an alien or that you think that you've found a UFO, but was there ever a time where in a moment you thought maybe this could be it? Yeah, it was. Uh, we You know, we pick up
2: signals all the time, got to tell you. It's it's a little unlike in the movies where people are sitting around looking bored and suddenly there's a big signal and everybody gets excited. We get signals every couple of seconds because, you know, there are all these transmitters on Earth. There are probably some even in Pittsburgh. There are transmitters in the sky, all these, uh, you know, uh, satellites, and so we're sending data back down to Earth. So we pick up signals all the time. But we can quickly, you know, decide that those aren't what we're looking for. In 1997, I think it was August, but we picked up a signal that it looked like it was the real deal. And I kept waiting for the president to call. No, he didn't call. I kept waiting for my mom to call. She didn't call. But you know who did call? The New York Times. They learned about it within hours, and they were already on the story. It turned out to be a false alarm. It wasn't ET. It was a, uh, it was a solar research satellite launched by the Europeans.
0: Did you have something, Brian?
1: Oh yeah, I did actually. So Seth, you guys are like the way your telescopes work. You're looking into deep space, correct? Yes. Okay. So how far out do your telescopes go? Well,
2: there's really no limit. I mean, it you can know, go as far as po- on- yeah, I mean, go to the other side of the galaxy. It could be even, you know, the next galaxy over, really, although it's it's a little unclear why anybody would build a transmitter that would send a signal that would take, you know, millions of years to get here. But but it could be just, you know, from a nearby star system or a faraway star system, if they have the budget to build a honking transmitter, then we could pick them up at really any distance.
1: Now, Seth, i got to ask this question just because... The possibility of is, are alien or are, are alien is alien life something we should be hiding from? Maybe not looking for. Is that something that comes into you know your daily thoughts about this whole thing? I mean, because there's always the question that if we did find one, could be a hostile race and they want our yeah, resources. They you know they want to come down and take our brains, that sort of thing. <laughs>
2: well, they might, but who knows? Maybe they can go for the I don't know the parrot's brains or something. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> but. but- remember what we're doing here is listening we're just listening so it's a passive experiment and if we pick up a signal of course the aliens don't know that we picked up their signal just like you guys don't know that bob over there on the freeway has been listening to your show you don't you know a that guy and go threaten him because oh i know
0: bob and show. he's a jackass
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well maybe but you know you know what i'm saying i mean listening you don't betray anything now if you pick up a signal and then you transmit back, hey, we're the Earthlings, love to get in touch, let's have a talk, uh, you know, that might be dangerous. Stephen Hawking you say, well, you don't know what's out there, so maybe you shouldn't tell them that we're here. You know, uh, that sounds good, but I don't think it's very valid because, frankly, we've been sending – signals into space since the second world war tv fm radio radar mostly radar and so if there are any hostile aliens out there and they have the technology to threaten us they also have the technology to eavesdrop on our signals already
0: if you had to bet your house in your life and everything that you care about on whether or not there is the existence of aliens out there what would you would you do it would you put everything on the line
2: I would do it. I, you know, I'd have to ask my wife, but, you know, she probably wouldn't object. So <laughs> i I'd, I'd put it on the line because so it's just a numbers game, guys. You know, the, as I mentioned earlier, there are about a trillion planets in our galaxy. Our galaxy is one of two trillion galaxies we can see, right? So multiply two trillion by a trillion planets each, that number is like, you know, the number of grains of sand on all the beaches of the Earth. It's hard to believe that this grain of sand is really special and there aren't any other grains of sand with something interesting on them. I mean that that would make us so so special that I have to be suspect. So I would make that bet.
0: Would you be pissed if you died before aliens were discovered? I mean that would, that that would seem like it would be really frustrating. Because for me, I I want to see contact be made. But this is your livelihood. I would imagine that this is something. I don't know how old you are, Seth, but I'm guessing you're thinking like Let's let's hurry up here. Come on.
2: Yeah, well, it would be a bit of a disappointment. I think Carl Sagan said something about that, actually, in the last six months of his life. One thing he regretted was that, you know, he hadn't heard any uh, signals from space. But on the other hand, to say that I would be pissed if I died without hearing him, I think after you die, you are seldom pissed. That's just my take on it.
0: That's a good point by you, Seth. Uh, Last couple of (laughs) things for uh, Seth Shostak, SETI Institute. Uh, Seth, this is a little taboo, I suppose. We had... uh, uh, Blumenthal yesterday on with us, Uh, Ralph, the guy who wrote the story for the New York Times, or at least uh, was a contributor in it, and he said that a lot of the people he talked to, there was this stigma where they didn't want to talk because they didn't want to be looked at as if they're uh, weird or different. And do you get that every day? Is that something that happens to you guys?
2: Uh, Well, it may happen to me personally, but that's perhaps for other reasons. No. Actually, it's not the case. Now, to begin with, we're not looking for aliens you know, sailing across the skies. We're looking for somebody who may be at home in a different star system, tens, hundreds, even a thousand light years away. That's a completely different enterprise, really. Uh, If you're looking for UFOs, I can imagine that some people would say, oh, well, uh, I I saw something, but I want to tell you about it. And that's because most of these stories are, you know, they saw light in the sky, and that's pretty easily discounted. I mean, clearly that's the case. There's sort of a giggle factor with that. There's, there's somewhat of a giggle factor, even for, say, oh, you guys, looking for little green men. But on the other hand, you know, there might have been a giggle, giggle factor for uh, the explorers of the 16th century. Oh, you, you're going to go try and find, you know, whether there's a continent at the bottom of the world. I mean, don't you have better things to do? You know, that kind of argument. Uh, that's, that's a pretty shallow argument. So exploration is always worth it, in my mind.
0: Is part of it because this would be the greatest discovery in human history and you want to be part of that?
2: Well, I don't know. That sounds a little self-centered, so I wouldn't discount it as a possibility. But uh, on the other hand, it is true that there is something special about this time because what are we doing in this century? I mean, we're going to get some people living on uh, other bodies in the solar system by the end of the century. We're inventing our successors. I mean, we're building computers that are going to take everybody's job, but, you know, they're going to outthink us. And I think that we're going to find that, the, you know, the biology of Earth, as interesting as it is, is only one example of biology that happens to be as common as fire hydrants.
0: Does it have to be that way? I feel like that's what we're always looking for, is a planet that could sustain life similar to Earth. But isn't it possible that however they sustain life, it doesn't have to be the way that we sustain life?
2: Well, it could be. I mean, uh It's possible, I, I would bet that they don't have DNA, for example, but they probably have some other molecule that does the same job. Remember, the physics and the chemistry of, you know, Earth is exactly the same as the physics and chemistry of, you know, a gazillion other places. The whole universe is built on the same physics and the same, you know, 92 naturally occurring elements and all that. All that stuff that you learned in high school, that stuff would be good if you moved to the Andromeda galaxy. The one thing that would not be good is the biology because that's specific to Earth. So, you know, you could say, well, maybe the aliens are not carbon-based. Maybe they're molybdenum-based or something else. That's Silicon what I thought,
3: based.
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah well, well, but there are good reasons that the chemists could give you that that's not too likely because carbon is absolutely the best element around for hooking up to make, you know, very complex molecules, and that's what life is all about. I'm sure you guys wake up every morning and think, man, another day of complex chemistry, and that's what it is.
0: It's like you're reading my mindset every day, uh, Seth. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, appreciate the time, man. Really, really good stuff. Wish we could talk to you for the whole hour. Uh, thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Thanks. And I really oh, can you find something soon before I die? Okay. And let us know before you tell anyone <laughs> yeah, else. Tell us first.
2: All right, be careful how you cross the street.
0: <laughs> we don't have any time to add to that right now, but we will <laughs> next Crowley Show. We got Tim Benz on the show every Thursday. In fact, we got Jerry Dulac on the show every Thursday as well. The most popular guests on the Crowley Show that are local guys are Will Graves and Tim Benz. It's not even close. No offense to Jerry. Well, Benzie and Jerry got into it a little bit earlier today on Steelers Nation Radio.
4: The procedure is when a coach when a coach throws a challenge flag, seven minutes left to go in the third quarter, a coach throws a challenge flag and says the Steelers are challenging that the ball carrier did not have control of the football before he went out of bounds. They say what the challenge
5: is. That's different. That's different than a replay review and a coach's challenge. It's entirely different. The replay review, Again, they're so looking listen. at the score. So
4: what I'm saying then is if there's a challenge that comes from the booth, Within the last two minutes, there's or no aut- challenge.
5: It's an automatic replay. So what? There's a- no
4: challenge. They are looking at the review. So why can't they say to the official, "We're reviewing X." Why can't they do that? If the, if it's a, if if it's incumbent on the coach to say what they're challenging, why isn't it incumbent on the replay guys on a score or a two minute review to say what they're looking because at? Because
5: the official that they are talking to is at midfield or wherever they bring the screen. He does not then go relay to the other officials what they're talking what? about in New York. They don't. Not they why should. they don't. Then they should. Because, because so of what this. to satisfy you? No, to no satis- That's to, the to satisfy procedure. This
4: then change the procedure. Look,
5: they, this guy. They did the right thing. They told him the potential options. I mean, you can't get every. You know, to what delay the game some more? Let's go tell the other officials what they're reviewing, and then go tell the coach. Why, why is it different? Why is it different? Because the co- there's a difference between a replay review and a coach's challenge. A coach is challenging t- a specific part of the play. That's what he's you're challenging. Talking,
4: you're, you're saying like this. No, I'm basket. not. I'm
5: not saying anything. You are comparing apples to oranges. It's a it's different a, situation. It's a
4: review. It's an apples to that's apples your, review.
5: No, that's your interpretation of what you think it should be. That is not what it is. So you think there's a big Move difference? on, because I don't want to discuss it anymore. Go ahead. That's a ridiculous point. They, they're trying to do... They, there is nothing in there that says they have to alert the other officials to allow the coaches. If, okay, if you're, and there if you're, should be a lot of th- rules in there, too, and this rule should be changed, but it is not.
4: But if, we're, we're spending all this time talking about yeah, why the Yeah, something the that's line, ridiculous. But the, the, the goal line, the play with Jesse James, we're spending all this time talking about why that can't be changed. Why can't this be changed? It should change
5: a lot of things in the game. but Yes, it they
4: should, and that's
5: sort of You think it should be. doesn't mean it will be. I'm going to bring it up at the owner's meeting and ask them if they discussed it when I'm there.
4: Good idea. We'll be back with more.
5: Kumbaya, my lord.
0: Kumbaya. Did you ever see the Hey Arnold episode? This is right in the sweet spot of my listening audience, I think. The Hey Arnold episode where they're all trapped on the subway. Just holding hands here on the subway. We need Jerry and Tim to hold hands. We need them to hug it out, bitch. That's what you need. Hug it out, bitch. And I feel like tomorrow we should get them both on at the same time. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. It's making me very uncomfortable. But it did get me to thinking. Tim Benz. Jerry Dulac. Ice cream. I think I've got the definitive one on Ben's and Jerry. Really? Yeah. It's the perfect combination of both of them. All in one ice cream. Ben and Jerry's. Ben's and Jerry. I think people get it by now. Straw Jerry Shortcake. (laughs) Woo! That is the best one yet. I like that one. Nice. I think that's as good as it gets. winner. That's as good as it gets. Got this from a listener today. To JD, who is our program director. Dear Mr. Green, Mr. Crowley's Tuesday segment on the Pentagon's UFO investigation and his interview of the Times reporter is exceptionally innovative stuff for a sports radio show. As I don't use social media, I request that you forward this to Crowley for detailed inside skinny. Sincerely, Chris Durkin. Yes. That's right, baby. Finally, finally, innovative. Innovative, yeah. Chris gets a show. He gets a show. He understands what we're trying to do here. I think so does Ed, who posts on our Facebook page. That sounded a lot like Stan there. Whew. Seth was great. Seth Shawstick is the guy we had before. That was it. Seth is great. No, that wasn't it. Oh. I had to reset Seth first, and it was my bad. Oh, okay. poor, poor radio mechanics on my part. Damn. God! Right after we get a compliment, right you got to Right after screw we it get up. a compliment, i got to sh- screw everything up! I'm such an idiot! I'm such a doofus! So we had a guy on from the SETI Institute, and they look for aliens. Ed posts on our Facebook page, Seth was great, except he made one incorrect assumption. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. He said, since we have been sending radio waves out into space for many years, if there is life advanced as ours, they would already be monitoring us. Wrong. It would take 25,000 years for radio waves to reach the center of the galaxy. The nearest star is four light years away, so we've only covered any area 20 times that. We should have interviewed that guy. I could barely read his email. <laughs> Let's go to Steelers Jimmy in Chicago. Hello, Steelers Jimmy.
3: Hey, Crowlister, that 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 Seth guy, man, that was really John freaking Clayton, man. He was messing with you. Listen to how that guy talks. That that's John freaking Clayton, man. You think that was John
0: Clayton talking about aliens?
3: Hell yeah, that was John Clayton, man. He he pulled a fast one on you. You didn't know that.
0: That would be one hell of a radio bit if we could get John Clayton on to talk about aliens. He looks like an alien too. He does.
3: Sounded just like him man, I swear to god, dude. Listen to that thing, listen to that thing over again when you get time. It's John freaking Clayton, man. He pulled a fast one on you, bro.
0: Joe, can we get any of that to hear if this guy sounds like John Clayton?
3: Dude, I'm telling you, it's John Clayton, man. He's calling you from Seattle from that from that from that tower thing in Seattle, and he looks like a freaking alien too, man. <laughs> I'm done with my segment.
1: He's from the space. He's me- from the space needle. You mean, Jimmy? Yeah, that's yeah. That's,
3: that's where he lived. He lives in Seattle. That's where he called you from, man. He, yeah. he looks like a freaking Martian. He
0: calls he, that the mothership.
3: He pulled a fast one on you guys, man. You guys fell for it.
0: Son of a bitch! You're right, Steelers. Jimmy, appreciate the call.
3: Love you guys. Actually wait, oh my, actually so. wait.
2: Well, we're interested in the question of life in space. space, say and wow. uh, you know, we have a lot of people worrying about life that might be close, like you know, for example, some of the moods of Jupiter since you were. Holy just crap, Joe, that. pull up some John Clayton, but
0: you'd need a microscope Steeler Jimmy's on to something here. Yes. <laughs> this guy's definitely this guy's definitely John Clayton. Thanks for the call, Steeler Jimmy. All right, bro. Far out, man. Still Jimmy, coming strong. He is coming strong. <laughs> My God. I think he's got a great point. Very good. John. Cl- that guy sounded exactly like John Clayton. Was- exactly like John Clayton. In fact, John Clayton, he knows so much about the National Football League. The only way he could be gathering this information is... With, with a huge radio telescope? With a huge radio telescope. <laughs> Un. Be-le-va-ble.
1: So, real quick, while Joe's picking that up, Steeler Jimmy yesterday, he came in with the nickname Doggy. That was your nickname, Doggy, yeah, he yesterday. Me Doggy. Today, you're Crowley Meister. I'm loving it.
0: Now, McDonald's? No, you're Crowley Meister. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just. Let's get John Clayton in here now. Because they're so good, but here's a scenario that you have: you take the pictures in the first half, you take them now. Lay Seth on to top to a of this guy, and then you have maybe two we coaches wrong. looking at it, it at halftime just to
2: see no, the halftime adjustments we could have been doing wrong. But if we do pick up something, well, that's a little different. different. pretty because close. You, you know see, the phone line adds a higher
1: sound to it, so it so the tone's off a little bit. But if he was controlled in like a microphone, like John was right there, it would sound exactly. You could t- that could have been one and the same. We just had John Clayton on.
0: Talking we did. aliens. Yeah, we did. No other sports show in town could say that. Nope. Certainly not. No chance. We're the only sports radio show in town that A, had an alien guy on, and B, the alien guy was John Clayton, formerly of ESPN. That's why they fired him. They must have found out his secret ways. They,
1: yeah, they peeled back the skin, and there was, like, alien under there. Like, that was actually, like, some weird body show
0: he was wearing. Well, with the way things are going now, he probably just probed someone. Joshua tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. We are the Crowley Radio Network, by the way. We are on multiple stations. Yep. He tweets, really wish Fox Sports Radio wouldn't cut you off in the middle of your show in our area for basketball games. That's a West Virginia basketball game, by the way, that they're running down there and wheeling right now. I'm a little irritated by that. They had me read something for them the other day to talk about advertising, 24 to 49 or whatever it was. Everybody's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Put that in your dragon and smoke it. They wanted me to record one of those for them because my first ones were such a great hit. And now they're cutting me off for the West Virginia Mountaineers who are playing 0-11 Coppin State. Mm. We are the Crowley Radio Network. Am I allowed to say that? You're looking at me like I'm not allowed to say that. No, you're absolutely... We are a network.
1: Are we on more than one station? That we are. Yep. Then it's a network. Gopher. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry your team is preempting you right now. That that is kind of beat, but you are you are like the West Virginia guy. Like I think personally, you're bigger than the the basketball team itself. Not football. We won't get yeah. out of control there. No, we'll get out of control. You know, Will Greer's a part of that. That's we true. We all know how you feel about him. Football Jesus. But with basketball,
0: these guys should never take
1: precedent over you.
0: No, especially not since my show ends at sav- seven. <laughs> when and the game starts at seven. I had a difficult time there because I was going to say the show starts at ends at seven and the game begins at seven. What's happened to me as the show's gone on the last couple of days? Yeah, you've been, uh, I don't know what the word is. You, what was the word you were using? yippy? I had the yips yesterday. Today, I think I'm just weary of it all. Why are you? I'm getting really close to Christmas. I'm going to open some presents. Yeah, I think a lot of people are there right now. I fixed the 1-800-Flowers.com thing. Oh, you did? For your wife? Yeah, so for those of you who missed it yesterday, I ordered my wife flowers from 1-800-Flowers.com. Hopefully she's not in the car right now, for the love of God. Mm. I'm such a freaking idiot. Oh, I'm such an idiot! Why do I keep doing this stuff? And I had the flowers delivered on Friday, this upcoming Friday, and she's not going to be at work. She took work off. So I had to have the flowers delivered a day early. So they're going to be delivered tomorrow. But my whole thing, I thought I was going to have to drive out there and pick them up. Oh, No. I mean, I how far away does she work? she working like Canada? She works
1: for like 45 minutes away. That's for your wife, though. 45 minutes should be a short drive. You listen to some Levitard. You listen to some old Crowley. You go out there. You get the flowers. You went the other way. Did you have to pay extra to get them delivered a day earlier?
0: No, they were very kind. Wow. I, I, I typed into the customer complaint department, and they understood. They did. What do you think? 95, 99% maybe of the people who are ordering flowers are men?
1: Yeah, easily.
0: Men are idiots. Yeah. Totally. I'm one of them. I understand that. They probably get that all the time. Here's a tweet from Dan. I love when this happens. Cam Sutton proves he will add capable depth with Hayden back. I believe they will execute a better game plan against Gronk. McDonald will provide a mismatch down the seam, and we will rotate fresh receivers in with AB back and Bryant waking up. Okay. What the hell show is he listening to? I've been talking about aliens for the last hour. I mean, we mix the sports in the first two hours of sports, but we're talking about aliens. Maybe he's listening on our podcast page at ESPNPGH.com. That yeah, could possibly be it. Check out the Twitter account, too, at ESPNRadioPGH. Check me out on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. The Pirates piss me off. And we talked about it earlier, but I feel like ending the show the way I started the show—in a bleep, Bob Nutting sandwich. Another, another one. Martavis has got to step up, or he'll be stepping out next season, bro. What are you, what are you listening to?
1: <laughs> Stop yelling at your listeners for commenting.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: They could be it's irrelevant. They could be listening to your podcast. No! And you're killing them. I'm killing them. You're killing people for listening to your show, man. Be He's honest. not even listening to me right now. He is, but in a past
0: form. Stop it! <laughs> listen to me currently and then listen to the podcast later. Here's a statement from Bob <laughs> Nutting. Pirates plans for the $50 million MLBAM payout coming early next year. Quote, I think we'll probably be patient. Patient, disciplined, focused, process-driven, none of those things are popular words, but those are the core building blocks for a great organization to be successful. Here's what I got for him. I just farted into the microphone.
1: <laughs> Why do you do that in this studio?
0: I did it, right into the microphone. It would have it- been, it been a lot funnier had it actually been audible. When it, you, now I'm only <laughs> smelling it and I got zero of the benefit of it being funny. Nice. You know what? It's funny with nutting? When I
1: hear the word patient, I immediately like replace that with the word cheap jackass. Yes.
0: Like, it's, it's, that's it.
1: Or greedy bastard. Like, yes. it, like
0: those are synonymous with patience. We are going to be patient. Oh, you mean we're going to be cheap bastards.
1: Yeah, see? See how it works?
0: We're going to be cheap. No, we are going to be greedy bastards. Oh, yep. sorry. I just mixed the two there.
1: That's right. Works either way. Yeah,
0: and it's just Freudian. Yeah. It's uh, it's what we're thinking. Have you noticed this? I like our final segment because we just have fun. It's It's a long day. I bought stuff online for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Now I go on Facebook, and everything I bought, I'm getting re advertised back to me. me, It scares me, man. It scares the Jesus out of me. Such
1: big brother crap right there. The hell's that about? Like, see, (laughs) because, I mean, like, the things that pop up on there, you wonder where they come from. You know what I mean? And then you wonder, like, you know, you went to the site. Like, I I ran into this, like, I'm looking for uh, a gift for my mom, right? And I was looking at the Roku. I hope she's not listening, but I was looking for the Roku TV sticks. You know, I wanted to get her on Netflix, on her TV. I wanted nice. to get her on Amazon Prime, you know, so I'm looking for all this stuff, man. And it's not just the Roku stuff that starts popping up now on my Facebook feed and on other things. It's, it's anything to do with televisions, anything at all. Like all of a sudden, I guess I need a new Blu-ray player. Yeah, right. I guess I need 4k HD. Like, it's just the wall attachment. So, it not only paraphernalia. Yeah, exactly. It not only picks the exact thing you're looking for, then it tries to think for
0: you. I don't like it. That
1: scares me, man.
0: I I don't see how this kind of stuff can't eventually be used in an election. And I think we know that it was. It's already been. I mean, I go click on, and people think. uh, Liberal Hillary Clinton, buttlicker.com, because that's where I always go, because I'm such a lib. Ha ha, right? I'm a lib. I'm a lib. Ha ha, ha ha. And then you po- pop up on Facebook, and all of a sudden you're getting Bernie Sanders, you're getting Harry Reid, you're getting all this kind of stuff pop up on the sides. It's scary time we live in, man. Aliens and Google's watching us. See, I searched Hillary Clinton, and I got pantsuits.
1: Then I searched Donald Trump, and I got, well, I can't even say what I got there.
0: You search Hillary Clinton, you get like facial hair trimmers. Yeah, he's the only Clinton with facial hair. I got haircuts for men. <laughs> My wife just got her haircut, and man, with every passing haircut, she looks more and more like her mom. Did you say? Uh, I said that very flatly. Okay. a very flat just, aspect, so it sure. cannot be interpreted. Making... So it cannot be interpreted either way, because here's the deal, pal. If I say it's bad, that's bad. If I say it's good, well, you don't want your wife to be thinking that you're thinking about her mom that way.
1: So I gotta ask dude, So there's a haircut, right? You know, like your wife's like, "Hey, I'm going to get a haircut."
0: You're like, "Oh, I want to."
1: How much she's going to look like her mom this time?
0: Fingers crossed. A lot.